The Anatomy of the Inguinal Hernia in uh, five minutes or less. I've just started my timer, so I better get on with it. Right, well, the abdominal wall is made up of muscle, right? So the thoracic wall is bone and muscle, you've got the ribs. But the abdominal wall is uh, layers of muscle and three layers of muscle in most places. Um, the aim of the walls of the torso is mainly to keep everything in which means that if there was a weakness in that muscular wall, then something inside, like small bowel or something else like fat, could get squeezed out by the high pressures that can develop inside the abdomen through that weakness. Uh, what high pressures? Well, uh, think about when you lift something heavy, you tense your abdominal wall muscles to um, better support your back. Um, that raises the pressure inside the abdomen. Uh, coughing sneezing, um, emptying your bowels, all of those things can raise the abdominal pressure. So the abdominal wall is made up of a number of muscles, a number of flat muscles wrapping around from the back to the front. The anterior set of muscles is the rectus abdominis muscles that makes up the six pack. We're not particularly interested in those today. But more laterally, the anterolateral abdominal muscles are in three layers. The outermost layer is the external oblique muscle layer. And then there is the internal oblique muscle layer. And those are running, they have fibers running kind of um, obliquely uh, at 90 degrees to each other, which is a good way of building a wall, I think. And then deep to that, we have transversus abdominis. We have fibers running around um, like a banded jumper. Uh, and those three layers make up the abdominal wall. However, um, men and women both have a weakness, but this weakness is um, more pronounced, more likely in men, and particularly older men. And the anatomy indicates it more clearly in men, the testes. So the testes are connected to um, structures inside the abdomen. So the blood vessels that supply the testes come from the abdomen, the lymphatics come from the abdomen, uh, the nerves come from, well, various places, but pretty much all of those things have got to pass through the abdominal wall from inside to get into the scrotum, to get to the testes, and that's what this weakness is all about when we talk about inguinal hernias. Um, so, the inguinal ligament runs from the anterior superior iliac spine, which is a, a bit of the, the pelvis that you can palpate laterally and anteriorly. It runs from there to the pubis bone. That's the bone in the midline anteriorly. And that inguinal ligament marks the boundary between the abdominal wall and the lower limb. And the best way of thinking about this is that the external oblique muscles... They descend, as they wrap around the abdominal wall, as they descend down to that inguinal ligament, they kind of wrap around, to, they curve around and meet the inguinal ligament, well, form the inguinal ligament, really. And that curving is making a little bit of a tube. And that tube has an opening inside the abdomen and an opening outside the abdomen, and that is the inguinal canal. Uh, the opening inside the abdomen is the deep inguinal ring. The opening outside the abdomen is the superficial inguinal ring. Um, and the inguinal canal then, so it's if you think about it as a tube, I'm going to describe the, the four walls as it were. So the anterior wall is made up of the external oblique muscle, mostly. The floor is the inguinal ligament. The posterior wall is transversalis fascia, a layer of connective tissue that's um, deep to these muscles before you get to the peritoneum. And the roof is made up of the internal oblique and transversus abdominis muscles. So you have this inguinal canal running just superior to the inguinal ligament, 
from lateral to medial. Um, and if you were to have an indirect inguinal hernia, bowel would enter the deep inguinal ring. It shouldn't do this. That should be closed off to bowel. That inguinal canal is only for blood vessels and the ductus deferens and lymphatics and nerves, things that are going to the scrotum. The bowel shouldn't be in there. But if it weakens and it, that deep inguinal ring becomes larger than it should be, bowel can pass into the deep inguinal ring pass through the inguinal canal and pass through the superficial inguinal ring. So now it's outside the abdomen, it's somewhere it shouldn't be. Uh, a direct inguinal hernia is where the posterior inguinal wall, that, that layer of fascia, uh, weakens and allows the bowel to directly enter the inguinal canal partway along it. The bowel then runs along the inguinal canal and comes out through the superficial inguinal ring. This will then give you an inguinal hernia, which will be a bulge a little medial and superior to the pubic tubercle at the superficial... Oh, there's my timer. Oh, I'm doing pretty well. At the superficial inguinal ring. Uh, that bulge could continue into the scrotum. Um, this is more common in older men as men have a... You know, they have a bigger weakness because of the testes and connective tissue is not as strong when you're older as it was when you were younger. The main concern here is strangulation of the herniated bowel. We don't we worry about the blood supply getting compressed and cut off so the bowel becomes ischemic. That'll be really painful, but occurs in about 2% of inguinal hernias. That's it. That is the short version of the anatomy of the inguinal canal.